Before we get started today, I just want to take a moment to thank one of the main sponsors of this podcast, Town Square Brewing. From crisp summer lagers to non-alcoholic options, I know the second release of the Nowhere Fast Keller Pilsner we worked on together last year is back in stores now, so be sure to look for that wherever you usually find your craft beers. If your favorite liquor store doesn't have Town Square in their cooler, you should ask them why they don't. 18 plus, of course. Please drink responsibly. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Yeah, so, I mean, thank thank all of you guys. This is going to be an interesting experiment. Like, I've, I've never had this many people on before, and I, I think the best way to learn a lot of stuff is, is the hard way. So I think we're going to see if it works or if it doesn't firsthand. So I, I really appreciate you guys for figuring out if it works with me. I uh, an explanation of why I was super interested to talk to you guys is for months, maybe even a year. I've been seeing your posts and seeing your merch, like either on your account or I see it in public, and it really, I really like it. I'm a huge fan of, of every, of like, the way you guys present everything. And I, there were so many times where I thought, I'm going to reach out to them and see if they're interested. I really would love to talk to them. And then I realized I hadn't actually checked out the music, <laughs> which which is, is bad. And good, I guess, depending on how I looked at it. But then I thought, okay, it wouldn't wouldn't really be authentic if I was to reach out to these people before checking out the music. So the day, I think it was last week, and when I finally reached out to you, was the day that I, I spent some time and sat down and put... Put on the new song is is my favorite, but then the the most recent album, the whole thing is great, and I love the music almost more than I love the presentation of everything else. So I think everything you guys are doing is is amazing, and I'm a huge fan. I just want to ask random questions, and hopefully we can have a good chat. Sounds great. Thanks so much. That's also like very sweet and kind. Really appreciate you um, taking the time to listen and also just like seeing us out in the world and 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 caring about it. So yeah. Yeah, I it's uh, like I wonder. I guess the question is like, how do you feel about someone admitting that it was like? all the other aspects that brought them to the music like is that good or bad or in the end it's all the same yeah I think in the end like to to me I think it's mostly the same in the end um the goal at the end of the day is to like make music and hopefully have it be heard and enjoyed uh and felt by people either at a show or as we're like slowly releasing new music as a band um but I think 
like the social media and like the branding part of it is a whole other piece that um we've mostly just been like DIYing it and figuring it out like I I post on TikTok pretty regularly I don't really know what I'm doing but I post anyways um and same with the Instagram I mostly uh make the posts there um also, I'm Sarah, who's talking. Um, but yeah, actually, you know what, Sora? Let me just interrupt if if we can sort of make it easier because I know it, it's super weird because it's an audio only episode with totally. four or I guess five voices. So maybe if you guys all want to take a second just to introduce yourself and what you do in the band, and then maybe people can like discern things that way please yeah that sounds great um drum champ want to kick us off <laughs> drum, drum champ uh i play the drums and i i share the posts on my story oh, what's your name <laughs> zane <laughs> um, that's about it <laughs> I, I'm sure there there's much more to it, but that that's nice, concise. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Zane. Uh, uh yeah, my name's Caitlin. I'm the bass champ, so I play the bass. I write the bass parts. I also share on my Instagram stories when we are playing a show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> and, awesome. Yeah, and as I mentioned, I'm Sarah. I sing, play guitar, uh, do most of, I guess, like the start of the songwriting, and then sort of like take the the music pieces, writing the, I guess, the, the music side of the, the songs together, but um, kind of a lyricist, I guess you would say. Lyricist yeah. camp. <laughs> Sarah's the reason we're all here. Uh, so thank you, Sarah, for such a humble introduction. Uh, I'm Synth Champ. I'm Daniela. I'm joining on a different call from a different country. So thanks, guys. <laughs> and I guess I should add, was that like the, like, did, are you guys all like kind of self-proclaimed champs? Not, not like, not that you're saying you're champions, but you guys each are the champs forming the STEM champs. Is that the logic? I think it's more of like a Spice Girls joke. Than uh, a super okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's the first time we ever tried that. <laughs> oh, see, I, I was going to ask if that, that's been around the whole time, or is that just like new rhetoric? I think that's fresh. been around. That's, that's Zane's always saying the champies. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you have let to us know what you, Let us know what you think. I, I like it. I, I think everyone listening will like it. So I think you might be stuck with that as of now. Nice. Perfect. That is cool. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> and that, sorry, I, I interrupted what you were saying, Sarah, about uh, what what is it actually that I interrupted? Oh, I yeah. I was, we were talking a bit about like... Uh, uh the whether it's like people coming or writing right. the music versus like I guess maybe like social media or just merch and that sort of stuff and like yeah I think what I left off with was like 
um, I mean, at least for, for me, at the end of the day, I'm hoping that people like give the music a chance, listen to it, enjoy it, feel a certain way about it um, or whatever way they want to feel about it and come out to a show and have a good time. But um, I'm also just like having fun being online, doing the social media thing. And then in terms of, I guess, more of like the visual branding, um, it's been like a I, mostly just us working with friends like uh, Tama Fury designed like our single artwork and our merch. It was printed by uh, Bruno at Pearl Diver Printing. Daniela designed our tour poster and um, and then even our like band photos. Um, those are taken like on Daniela's camera with with her staging us and and the lovely Sammy Volkov helped us out to shoot those pictures. So I think it's just us making stuff that like we think looks good and like represents what we want to put out into the world and if that like reels people in to listen to the music like that's that's the end goal at least at least for me and do you ever get you to the gig right (laughs) what was that oh no whatever gets you to oh sorry uh no i i agree like whatever gets you there that's what i would have kind of guessed the answer would be but I mean you elaborating on it makes it a lot more clear I was gonna ask you if Daniela has a, like a background in like design or photography or anything before you started kind of like uh, choreographing the stuff for the band so choreographing stuff is you know I think we do we choreograph? I mean, Caitlin and Sarah scream at each other sometimes on stage, which I love. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the design side, uh, I did have a background in photography. Uh, I had like a little photography business um, in high school and undergrad and then hated it because it became so commercial and stopped taking pictures and stopped drawing and eventually picked it up just for things I love. So hanging out with the band and like, oh, we need headshots. I can do that. Um, it's that kind of thing. So it's really just for fun. And that's it seems to be the theme of all of us playing together is we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't love to play together and do something cool. So yeah, it seems like everything we do for the band is focused on that. It's for the fun of it. That, and maybe like, I mean, that could be a huge part of why I feel so much of it like resonates with I mean, maybe not everyone. I'm just speaking from my experience, but yeah, all of it like really resonates with me, and that might be the underlying, like just the the fun and like enjoyment you guys are all putting into this. And it's I always find it's nice. Like I I get over a lot of hobbies as well, and then when I can kind of give them like a a fresh, a new take, you know, like how you're saying you kind of got fed up with the photography but then put in the spin of it or, or adding to it that you got to use it for the band and with your friends and have more fun with it made it like fun again I I mm-hmm. agree with that as well like I find that happening with me in a lot of different ways so I really resonate with that as well what what kind of photos were you taking before you got sick of it like you were saying it's corporate what was the last straw <laughs> um, uh, that, well, that was of... what i'm asking but that that is a good question 
yeah, I mean, I was doing a lot of portraits, so I really liked working with horses. And so I would take pictures of people's horses. And then I realized people wanted to buy those pictures. And then they, the horses had owners and they wanted pictures. And I just kept going from there. And it grew into like, okay, now I'm shooting events and weddings. And it, it all falls on you as a person commercially. So I eventually just uh, stepped away from it. And really the rescue was shooting film and going back to just, uh, you know, every picture counts and developing it for fun and not worrying that the pictures won't turn out. So yeah, that's that's the side of it is, is taking it back down to why I started in the first place, which was just that I loved making something beautiful. That's cool. That's a good answer for sure. Now, what, like, what's your, each of your music background? Maybe not the entire life of each of you, but were you in bands, like, before this one? Any of you? Yeah. Yeah, I've been in quite a few, I'd say. And and this was the one that stuck? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing a lot of, I went to school for music, so... Yeah, and Zane plays drums in a bunch of really cool projects in the city. So he's 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 a great drummer, and he's all around. <laughs> and is he the only one that comes like from other bands previously? Um, I used to play in a very nothing garage band when I was eighteen with like two of my childhood best friends up in uh, Grand Prairie, Alberta, and we like. I think played a grand total of three shows in church basements <laughs> and uh, I I only picked up playing the bass because my two friends were like, hey, uh, we need a bassist and uh, you have some basic music knowledge because I, I played violin for many years in my in my childhood. And so I, I went out and I bought a, like a cheap $200 bass from Long and McQuaid and uh, did that project for a little while and then that ended and years later Sarah was like hey uh I need a bassist <laughs> do you want to come out of music retirement please <laughs> and uh here we are I have similarly to Caitlin uh, a background in classical music so I was like a classically trained solo flautist and played in symphonies and things um so joining this band has been so fun because I learned how to improvise <laughs> and I thought that was impossible for someone who was taught to measure trills by the like millisecond so it's a lot of fun just switching back to keys back to the piano roots and I write my parts to be just as easy as I want them to be so it it goes really nicely we've got a really mixed bag Sarah you've been doing solo work for forever right yeah I mean for me it also similarly to Caitlin started in Grand Prairie um in like grade school orchestra I did not play very long but that was like the first introduction to music for me and then I like was not a singer growing up at all taught myself guitar and how to sing uh, at some point in university when I was procrastinating other stuff not too important but um and so it was just kind of like an obsession where I wanted to learn how to like play the songs I loved and like I, I would go to shows and see people rocking out and it's like, I want to do that someday, but I didn't really know how to get there. But I started writing songs and playing solo acoustic, like um, around the city here and there. And then, um, yeah, at some point Zane hit me up and was like, do you want a drummer? <laughs> and at the time I said, maybe. <laughs> And then months later, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then 
uh, Zane and I jammed and then Caitlin and Daniela got on board pretty, pretty soon after. And that's when I sort of switched from playing solo acoustic to, to diving into electric guitar, which while it is the same instrument, I think there's like a lot of things that are different. Like crafting your tone and your sound is a lot more like, um, I guess there's a lot of different ways to do it. So it's been really cool. Like, um, just like diving into a little bit into like gear pedals and, and, and amps and stuff. Although I've recently learned my favorite amp is an amp I can carry with one arm, but that's besides the point. <laughs> How did you find out that was the right amp for you? Oh, I, <laughs> I wish there was more to the story than this, but I, well, so, okay, I guess there is, but, um, I, like, when I first went out and got, like, my first proper, like, tube amp, it's this, like, really pretty red Fender hot rod, it's loud, it's gorgeous, I could barely carry it into shows myself, if there was stairs, yeah, my knees were wrecked for a week, um, so I, like, a couple of months ago, went to Long and McQuaid, and, it's like, I'd like something loud, small, and lightweight, and, they showed me to the amp. I picked it up with one arm in the Longa McQuaid and I said, you're coming home with me. And so now I rock with a little boss katana. It's small, mighty, powerful. Does all I need it to do. <laughs> is that like, I don't know anything about equipment really, but is that like, it's, it must be hard to find like somewhat compact amps and stuff right like i i see bands like lugging equipment to and from all the time right so is that pretty rare to find something that you can lift with one arm i mean i think it depends on like how loud you'd like to be i am definitely the kind of guy who's down to like play at a moderate volume in fact that's my preference <laughs> um, so I, I yeah I think it's just a preference but like full full honesty I don't really know that much about amps either um, when uh, I should have asked this earlier how long has stem champ like been a band for like you guys are talking about Sarah bringing you all together but when was that Oh, we first started jamming in November of 2021. Yeah. We started jamming and then we played our first show in the spring of last year, 2022. And then we've just sort of been gigging. And uh, last winter we worked on recording some songs, which coming out eventually either as an ep or an album we're still figuring that out but yeah i so i'd say like like just just under two years here if i'm doing the math right <laughs> where uh where was the first venue that you guys played oh uh it was the aviary which is a spot i i think it's fair to say we all we all really love um it's mm -hmm. a great great venue in the city for sure yeah, every I've talked to a, a couple of other guests about that spot, and it seems kind of unanimously uh, a fan favorite in Edmonton. Seems like they're they're doing a a great thing. They're one of the only only venues making this type of stuff possible, right? Like maybe I'm wrong, but it, there doesn't seem to be that many. Totally. And they're like one of the few venues in the city that like regularly puts on all ages shows too, which is 
unfortunately like harder and harder to come by but um it's always cool like seeing people be able to bring out their kids to a show or like bring their younger cousin younger sibling or whoever it's it's really nice to have all ages shows and yeah yeah actually i've i've talked to a, a couple other people in in similar lanes to you that have all talked about the importance of all ages shows like being you know why why don't that you can get people into it a bit earlier so it does seem like something that maybe used to happen a little more is dying down a bit lately but it, it sort of seems like all the shows are dying down a bit right yeah i think so like generally speaking yeah but I guess, like, in, in comparison to the last few years, there's probably more happening now. But the the problem I hear people complaining about is there's less now than there was four years ago. You know, I I feel like, I at least I know for my, like, myself, like, I, most of the shows I was going to were, I guess, like, bigger shows. Like, I wasn't really, uh, I guess, like, more in tune with, like, local shows happening in the city until really on like on on this side of uh I guess like the the pandemic shut down right so yeah I I don't I'm not I'm not too familiar with like how things looked like four or five six years ago yeah I think it was it was popping more a little bit I think there was just more bands ah um in that kind of scene but are are you guys all from Grand Prairie? I think just me and Sarah are from Grand Prairie, and then um, Zane and Daniela are from two different places that I can allow them to <laughs> elaborate on. I'm from Silver Lake, and uh, I am all. I guess I'm I'm from Edmonton. Like I've lived in Edmonton since I was fifteen. And we're just out of curiosity, where were, were you before that? Oh, Florida. <laughs> oh, it deserves that town because it wasn't like the like nice coastal Florida. This is like north central Florida, gators on your front step, play in the woods with a machete type Florida. So it explains some things. <laughs> that's cool. Or I mean, maybe not cool, but that seems like a... a intense like juxtapositioning between Florida and here especially at like that age like you're probably Mm -hmm. you know just becoming an adult sort of like I I moved here from Ontario when I was 13 and the same thing and felt like I was just disrupting my entire life like at least back then like that age seemed like the age you shouldn't move at yeah, it totally split my life, I think, in into different parts. Like, I would say I, I grew up in Florida, but I became an adult in Edmonton. And I, you know, made friends in Edmonton who are going to be my friends for the rest of my life. And so it's kind of like a defining, just a, a middle ground between, like, my childhood and growing up in, I guess, like, a lifelong way. And how long have, have you been here, Zane? Like, when did you leave Sylvan? Uh, I was like 2015. I moved here. It's been like eight eight years almost. I don't know. 
All I know is there's like a decent indoor skate park in Sylvan Lake. Is yeah. that right? That is right. I never went there, but I had a lot of friends that did. <laughs> yeah, whenever I like meet anyone from there, that's kind of all they. Maybe that's just what people think I would relate to the most. But yeah, that's most of what I've heard from people who are from there. Or ice cream. I guess there's lots of like good ice cream on that strip. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, yeah. It's like overpriced, and I don't like really fuck with the owners. But <laughs> do you ever go back? Ah, uh, yeah. All my family's there, so every other month or so. Uh you you mentioned like recording a bunch. And then not, it hasn't come out yet. That was going to be one of my questions. If if the new song is to kind of tease an upcoming project, or is that like just a, like one I've released and then you have another like body of work for the next EP or LP? Yeah, so that single that we put out in April in the Hotel Light is from that project. Um yeah, I think we end up recording around like 10 or 11 songs and we're just deciding if we're going to put it out as an album or like a shorter collection as an EP. But yeah, I think we sort of went into recording having like played together for about a year at that point and like I wanted to just sort of like capture how these songs felt live. Um, all the past stuff like EPs that you may find on Bandcamp or, or Spotify um, was stuff that I just sort of like recorded myself um but it's been cool to like step into a cool DIY studio we recorded these songs with uh Matt McKean and um yeah he did like the audio engineering and and that side of it so yeah Hotel Light is a bit of a teaser of of what's to come but if you find yourself at a STEM champ show you're probably listening to the entirety of whatever will release we are playing the songs <laughs> Oh, okay. That another question. I was gonna ask, like, how secretive you are. Like, has anyone heard this stuff? But I guess if you're playing it, people have heard it. People have definitely heard it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've been hearing it. But so, I think so too. Like every time we play the songs live, like there's, they're they're a little bit different every time. Like not, like for whatever reason I know like I feel like we're always like challenging ourselves to to play things a little differently a little tighter so it's been a cool process like uh having these songs I guess like sharing them sharing them at shows and then eventually getting to to share the recorded version yeah it's, like yeah, it's evolving I mean, a lot every sorry no I, I was just gonna say it super interesting because then people can hear it and kind of start to like it, like form their opinions, and then hear like the the finalized, like polished version of it. And then also, like you were saying, you guys kind of get to like refine it. And oh, I guess though now I'm realizing it's already recorded, right? So you can't go back and change the recording. Yeah, that's that's very much true. <laughs> we cannot go back and change it. But it is it is fun when we're playing shows to have this kind of like living version of these songs where we can like take risks 
vocally or or instrumentally in ways that maybe we didn't in the recording and they only really exist in that moment at that show and at least for me that's kind of where the excitement of playing shows live comes from and you're very much right like the recordings the recordings are done (laughs) um and they won't be likely won't be changed but it's it's kind of cool to have that snapshot of how those songs sounded like um at the time they were recorded and then also to kind of like get to go out play shows and kind of create like new little versions of it yeah yeah no like the sort of opposite of what i was saying but a cool sentiment either way it's like recorded but that you still get to like kind of practice and like fine tune it but it's almost like it's cooler because there's no like real end game like you're not trying to get better to put it on the record it's just like kind of personal improvement definitely does that uh, see I've, I've asked some people this and i used to think it was a, a kind of bad question but then i've the more musicians i talk to i realize maybe it's not as like bad as i thought it was do you guys like performing live better than like studio recording? I know I do. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone else has different thoughts, but it's cool like getting to just look over at your pals doing our thing and rock out and just like be in the moment of it. But yeah, I, I personally definitely enjoy live shows a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So like performing in front of a crowd doesn't bother you at all? Like you're not nervous or anything? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I feel like anytime someone asks me if I like performing, I'm like, well, all day I'm really nervous. And then I'm at the venue and I'm really nervous. And then I get on stage and I feel like my heart's going to explode. And they're like, oh, so you hate it. I'm like, oh, no, it's very fun. <laughs> so I think once you start playing, it kind of becomes like all of the nerves are like, they kind of wash away and it's like, okay, it has begun and it will end. And whatever happens in the next 25 to 30 minutes is just what it's going to be. And there's no reason to stress anymore. It will be over. And then when it is over, I'm like, oh, that was so nice. (laughs) So, yeah momentum right like once it's started it's not going to stop and you're not going to be the one to stop it and then you just like get in the groove it's so much fun and we all build on each other's energy too i think so it's different than being like in the vocal booth or you know plugged in with your synth in the corner in the recording studio that's a a, a really like nice way you know hopefully the listener is gonna can get it more of a sense of what it's like with that description like most people don't really elaborate that much so that's awesome see like i used to ask people and then i figured all musicians maybe whether they liked it or not i feel they would all say they like performing live more because that's kind of what you would think a musician would like but then a lot of people started admitting they really don't like being in front of people and they like the like fine tuning and and the ability to like manipulate sounds in the studio so i've been asking more people just to to hear like everyone's kind of personal take on it do any of you like hate being in front of people no i don't not me (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't mind. Like, just like Caitlin, I get pretty nervous too before and a little after, but it's, uh, we wouldn't be there if we didn't want to be. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's part of it and it kind of adds to the energy of a show every night, but yeah. What about, is that like touring at all on your like docket? Is that something you guys want to do once the new project is out? Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still figuring out when we'll release the project probably in 2024, but um, we, we are heading out to uh, BC next month, uh, August in August. We're playing in Victoria and Vancouver, and then we're planning on heading out east in the fall to Toronto and Hamilton and maybe a few other cities as well. So, yeah. Do you guys know... Um... I mean, obviously, you don't have to give me exact numbers, but do you know, like, looking at your analytics that you have fans elsewhere? Or do you just go and hope it works out? Or do you, like, need to know that you're going to be able to move, like, a certain amount of tickets and stuff based on, like, streams to this one part of the country? I mean, I sometimes look at the analytics just out of curiosity, but I think also with the Victoria show, we're playing um, a music series uh, that they they invited us to, which was really cool and really exciting to to be invited to to go out there. Um, and uh, at least at least for me, I'm not like too big on worrying about um tickets uh what after that show we're heading over to vancouver and we're playing a a kind of like a diy spot called 648 kingsway and we're playing with some some friends down in in vancouver uh hallelujah hi and and iris her projects please be nice so i i think for the most part we're just trying to like we want to play shows with our friends and a lot of our friends live in different cities and so i think that's kind of like what what is happening here yeah so it, like it, it genuinely sounds like you guys just have these cool ideas and you guys just got together and wanted to like have some fun and then it ended up working sort of so like I don't, I don't hopefully no one takes this the wrong way but are you guys ever like surprised sort of at how like well it's been received based on the fact that it was all just kind of like a a fun like experiment in the beginning i think nothing in my life surprises me more than, <laughs> than the traction that stem champ has had in the last year and a half <laughs> yeah I, such a great oh sorry i was just gonna say sometimes i open my email inbox and i'm like whoa did not expect that to work out but that is amazing yes we'll do it <laughs> yeah it's like it's really cool, but also I like I couldn't really gauge it because like how interested I kind of quickly became in you guys. I I like think that everyone must feel this way. And of course not everyone likes the same things, right? So I wonder you know like how how like big it actually it, like to me it, it like I don't know it's hard for me to even explain it feels like right now I'm interviewing like my favorite band just because I'm super into what you guys are doing right now and it's hard to like tell if everyone 
feels that way, but I know like when I told a few people that I was doing this and uh, normally I don't really like tease episodes or anything like that, but I told a couple of friends and I don't think any of them had heard of you guys before, but I like witnessed everyone I showed it to. I could see everyone like saving the album. Like when I was like, oh, pull it up on your phone, I like saw everyone click the like download and save. So I think it's probably safe to say like the effect is similar with, with most people hearing you guys for the first time. Totally. Well, firstly, thanks so much for like supporting us and, and enjoying the music and, and, and sharing it with people in your life. That's like really cool and really important and a really like great way for uh to support like local bands like us and and many others in the city um and yeah i mean like i like i think in the grand scheme of things like we released our our first single together as a band like this year like i think we're very much at least in my point of view like at the start of something which is really exciting at least to me to sort of think about like where it might go in the next in the next few years um and like how we can sort of like continue to center just like having fun together and doing things that feel right feel fun and that we're excited about because like I know for me that's where a lot of the joy in this project comes from but this to me feels like just just the beginning like we are still pretty small so yeah again really appreciate um the support that you've shown and, and and given us it means a lot it's it's super cool to I I know the feeling I I wish I felt it more but just knowing you're kind of in like the beginning of a journey then you know it might work it might not but just knowing you're only at like the beginning of something that could be like a lengthy fun process that's got to be cool too most definitely. That, do you guys know each other all well enough to know that touring won't be an issue? Like being in the same room or the same van, you guys are all good? Oh, we'll find out this August. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're, uh, we, we're really lucky. We have like friends in Victoria and Vancouver. And so while well, we're playing shows there, we're also just going to hang out visit people we care about who live in victoria and vancouver and just relax (laughs) um yeah but (laughs) we don't know yet (laughs) what like road dog touring might look like we haven't really done that yeah and i think also when this band was formed it's not like we were all strangers except Zane was a stranger to me but um, but like I've known Sarah since we were like uh like 15 years old and Daniela lives in the same apartment building as me we're also like besties and so um Zane was really adopted into a group of besties and I think a year and a half deep I think we can safely say Zane is now also a bestie so mm-hmm. I think that if we were you know, in a touring situation where, you know, we're going to be stuck together for days. I think we all know each other well enough to like not drive each other totally insane. Uh, at least I hope. Yeah. <laughs> we're also a pretty chill band. We don't really like go crazy or party that hard or anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So is that like you were saying, hopefully in, in 24, you can release the album. Is that like, 
as strict as the deadline gets. Like you guys are just kind of doing it when it makes sense and you're not really imposing any like stress or deadlines on yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, we're still like um, getting mixes back and everything. So I think it'll just depend on like when the songs are ready to be released. Um, But it'll happen sometime in 2024, very likely. And I I should have asked, but now I'm kind of curious just the way you were wording things. Am I, like, it's only that the one song that's all of you guys together is, is the first album just a solo thing for you, Sarah? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's funny, I... Like, I don't know if I like one over the other. Like, I'm not saying that I can just hear a huge difference between the two. And I didn't know if that was, like, for any reason, if there was, like, new or old members or, like, new equipment or whatever. But now that you kind of explain it, I definitely can hear, like, a, a, a big difference, I guess, between, like, Almost the style, maybe not like the the style, but there's differences that someone like me who doesn't really know much about music can't find the words for, but it's different. Totally. Yeah, I think like um, when it comes to like making songs, the thing that I'm most like drawn to is like the the craft of songwriting and, and, and getting like the words and the music and the melodies to come together in the way I want them to. And when I sort of like um, re- released things previously solo, it was just kind of like me figuring out how to put these songs into the world. I didn't really like know much about music production or how to record. So it was just kind of like, okay, this is the way that I can present these songs to the world and just sort of putting it out there. But I think with like In the Hotel Light, our newest single and the upcoming songs coming out, it's definitely more of like an intentional process. like. Uh, to me like the songwriting is still at the very core of the music but it's like uplifted and 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 held together so beautifully by like all the different parts like the drums bass synth um and guitar coming all together so yeah it's it's different but it's definitely different but it's also exciting and I think like the songwriting is a piece that sort of carries through between the old stuff and the new stuff so where uh, like your your interests or like love for lyrics, where does that come from? Like, did you uh, grow up like journaling or reading poetry or like was there any like one incident that got you really into like the way words work? Yeah, I think like for me, I guess I like all like took a took a liking to music and poetry like. And I was in my teenage years and kind of just like filled notebooks, just writing poetry for myself. And then at some point I realized I wanted to learn how to write songs, which was around the same time that I started learning how to like teach myself how to sing and play guitar. And it all just sort of like came together. Um, Like sometimes I write and it's just like words, like a poem that I then turn into a song. And and other times I'm like sitting down with the guitar and the pieces come together. But I think it's just like, I I felt this compulsion to write, and then I just haven't 
stopped. Is like song lyrics, is that your preferred form of writing or have you experimented with any like short stories or like any long form content like that? Or are you just like trying to make like heartfelt lyrics? Yeah, I think for me, it's definitely leaning towards like writing songs and and shorter form stuff like I I struggle to write a a narrative short story or like a long form story and like carry the narrative through but I feel like with songs something about like it being constricted to like three minutes and wanting to you know have a little bit of at least some structure to it kind of creates these constraints where I have to sort of like I'm like push towards choosing my words carefully and like choosing how I want to phrase things which is kind of where the excitement comes from for me just like working with you know three minutes or or however long a song is um and it just it's it's fun it's like a puzzle sometimes but yeah no that very cool very cool answer do you guys think like as musicians are songs getting shorter? Like every every hit song I have these days is like two minutes long. It seems way too short. I think that's definitely a trend, but I think there's always been short songs and long songs, but definitely a, a trend right now. I yeah, yeah, like they it fits more like for social media and stuff so i get like you know maybe there isn't actually any more of them it's just we're being like fed more of them because that's what Mm. fits more definitely what do you guys all do uh like besides play music and stuff how do you guys like find inspiration and you know as as corny as that Started. like what do you guys do for fun besides all the fun you have as a band uh this summer i've been and caitlin's been in on this too we've been trying to trying to garden with mixed success um i've been finding that fun don't want to speak for you but <laughs> um gardening has been really fun for me i really like riding my bike in the summertime um going for walks what are you guys trying to grow in your gardens? Uh, our garden, we planted radishes. Um, oh, I love radishes. That's I, awesome. I also love radishes. I'm sorry to say that our radishes did not turn out very good because we just started pouring seeds into the dirt and they were wildly overcrowded. Um, and there are other vegetables uh, when I tell you we're not good gardeners, um, I really mean it. I think I've eaten two radishes this year, and that is um, everything that has come out of that garden. <laughs> oh, so like nothing. I thought like radishes did not work, but something else would have. Like nothing oh, worked. Oh yeah, Sarah's been making a pumpkin. Um, and by making, I mean growing a pumpkin on her balcony, which it doesn't look like a pumpkin yet, but I've been promised that she knows how to make it and look I like think, a pumpkin. I think well. I'm gonna be able to like get a few, you know, pumpkins growing on the one plant. So I'm I'm optimistic. <laughs> There's yeah. kind I... of a funny. Sorry, go ahead. 
I was just going to say it's kind of a funny story with the seeds because I, I've, I love gardening and I really wish that I could be in on it with Sarah and Caitlin, but I kind of am in a way because uh, they, oh, Caitlin, was it you who got into my apartment and got the seeds? I've oh, like kind of mysterious. We broke that? it. We both did. <laughs> yeah. So there was like a coordinated break in my, my partner's holding down the fort at the apartment in Edmonton while I'm in the States. And uh, so there was a coordinated break in. They found my box of seeds. And I'm really sorry to tell you, Caitlin, but the radishes were bad when I grew them, too. So it's just the radishes. <laughs> terrible. I, I'm essentially growing Daniela's pumpkin on my balcony right now. That's true. <laughs> I grew a pumpkin last year. It worked. <laughs> What yeah. what else did you guys try? Like what else didn't work? Well, we we planted a bunch of cucumbers, and last I checked, there's a lot of foliage, but not a lot of cucumber. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when or if that will ever become a cucumber. Um, and then there's like lettuce, which looks like nothing. Um, there are some shallots. Shallots. They're yeah. small, but they're there. Oh, there's, I'm, I'm growing some tom tomatoes, allegedly. There's a lot of like green leaf, not a lot of tomatoes yet. I started late in the season. So maybe by September, there'll be something, but also there might not be. <laughs> what, tomatoes what are way harder. Than, like everyone kind of makes it seem like that's an easy one, but every year uh, me and my partner try that as well and, and no success. And actually, almost exactly like you're saying, a lot of like leaves and foliage. Yeah. Nothing else. Like, no, it, like the plant, the stalks are growing, but they aren't producing anything. Yeah, so, that's what we're seeing. That's the situation. <laughs> so also, I, I actually, that reminds me of, I guess it's in context, but not. I found some of your lyrics to be really relatable, just like you had one about uh, like sneaking punts out of the black dog. I think that's like the, the most relatable lyric to ever exist for someone that knows what the black dog is. Totally. I will not confirm nor deny truth to that lyric, but it was written in a in a in a time times past <laughs> um, but yeah I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed that line <laughs> sorry for the interruption I just want to quickly shout out another sponsor of the podcast Stratus Film Labs anything film related the fine people at Stratus have you covered they can develop it all true black and white color c41 and medium format with a convenient open 24 hours a day drop box and quick turnaround times i can't speak highly enough of them anything you need to know can be found at stratusjournal.com you can also find them under the same name on all relevant social media platforms let's get back to the episode i hope you're enjoying it so far do, do you guys have any upcoming like besides the the tour dates you uh, talked about do you have any upcoming local shows like edmonton shows yeah um they're not announced quite yet but we'll be playing a couple shows in town um in september um yeah but we'll be posting about them on our social media when when they're announced <laughs> um yeah and then yeah that's that's the next local stuff will be in september 
is that like how far out do you guys have to book in the city? You know, like I hear a lot of a lot of band people saying it's like it's kind of hard these days too because you have to book like almost like four to eight months in advance, and then like no one knows like what they're gonna be doing that night. Like in four months, do you like having stuff booked that far out? Yeah, I mean, it's nice to put stuff in the in the calendar. I'm a big well, I think. We all really live by the Google Calendar. It helps us stay organized. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really varies. Sometimes it'll be like two weeks out from a show and someone will ask if we want to play it. And then sometimes it'll be like four or five months out. It 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 varies a lot. But yeah, it's all good, though. Once it's in the calendar, we'll be there. <laughs> I I really like the idea of you guys being like really chill and relaxed about a lot of stuff but then like being really really in tune with the like google calendar it's kind of like two opposite vibes but it's really cool to fuse them together yeah i think the at least for me i know the google calendar saves my life a lot of the time and it helps me stay organized um this is not an ad nor sponsor just just a thing i like (laughs) maybe it helps with the spontaneity sarah because we don't have to worry about holding those spaces in our brain to remember dates we just have to get it on the calendar and then we just have fun that's so true bestie (laughs) yeah actually that's an amazing way to think about it so in a way it's kind of the most chill and relaxed thing you can do is input everything yeah. into Google Calendar. <laughs> I love that sentence. <laughs> you should get a, a sponsor band. Your next album can be well actually no. You don't want music sponsored by Google, but the idea is funny. Uh, uh if okay, two questions I forgot to ask you earlier. You're saying you're deciding if it's an LP or an EP, but didn't you say it's 11 songs? Doesn't that just, isn't that too long for an EP? Yeah, that's, that's very true. Like not, not even just like a self-imposed rule. Like, is there an actual definition that a certain number of songs becomes an LP? Definitely. I think it's like five or six, but I think we just want to take some time to decide if we want to release all the songs we recorded or not. Oh, so yeah, okay. I wrote uh, a long uh, time ago that I I love, but just making sure everything kind of like goes together in a collection, I think is is the next step for us figuring out if it's going to be if we're going to release an EP or an LP. So right. yeah. that, that makes sense. I'm sorry I I fumbled. I thought you meant you were just deciding whether you were going to call it an LP or an AP with 11 songs. And I was thinking, like, I don't know. I don't really need to, like, mansplain music to these musicians, but it seems like that's an LP. <laughs> that's so true. But, yeah, it is that we recorded a bunch of songs, but we're figuring out what we're doing with them. So, like, as you're waiting to find all this out, are you guys kind of on hold from like recording new music, like just to not have like two projects under underway, or like how does that work? Like, do you want to put out 
like finalize and release this one before you start working on the next one or is there going to be overlap um i'm not too sure i mean i'm like writing new stuff pretty often and um i think like the big constraint is uh money and the cost of recording um but yeah i mean uh we're about to start like working on some new songs for for upcoming shows and stuff as well uh but i think it's just about like what makes sense between the time and money we have on our hands to to record new stuff so yeah what what would be your ideal way to release music like cassettes or vinyl or cd or digital like what do you guys have a like in an ideal world how would you release things all of the above yeah i think we would with like no constraints i i think all of them (laughs) love vinyl love a cassette love a cd it's great to have like different options at different price points too as well right Um, but it's also like the idea of holding a record, like a vinyl record we made. That's that's a cool thing to think of maybe doing one day. So totally. yeah. I'm also a huge sucker for like vinyl like color variations and like yeah. all the ways you can press vinyl. Um unfortunately it is like time and cost prohibitive to to press vinyl in this economy. But um if if those were not an issue, I would say STEM champ like splatter vinyl clear vinyl color vinyl (laughs) all of the above i i heard a rumor yesterday that it's really hard for all these small independent bands to make vinyl these days because uh like i think taylor swift like made too much vinyl and is like holding up all the factories have you guys heard anything about this conspiracy I feel like two years ago I heard it was Adele holding up the fact. I've I've heard that one as well. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's like these major labels mass producing records that uh, ultimately won't get sold, but they'd like the idea that they might. Um, Because like you see these Adele records like winding up in the at the thrift shop, like not that like in in recent times but yeah it it is unfortunate that like you know these major labels with money to do things like that are you know kind of plugging up the pipeline for um independent um artists or even just like artists on like indie labels and smaller labels to make something cool like I think the wait time is like something like a year now to get vinyl printed or pressed like as an independent artist which um yeah, is kind of like challenging for a lot of artists like planning an album release when maybe the vinyl won't be ready until after you want to release your album sort of thing. But it's unfortunate, that's for sure. Is it like in, until you guys are at the point where vinyl makes a bit more sense, how have you released stuff? Pre- oh, I, I guess there's just that that single was probably only a digital release, right? What about the, the album that you did before, Sarah? Yeah, so I did a small run of cassettes of um an EP I made when I when Stem Champ was a solo project. It's called Kill the Imposter. 
Um, and I partnered with um, Insecurity Hits. They're an independent label running out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, and we did like a small run of like 300 tapes, um, which was, it was really cool, like getting to work with them. Like um, the labels ran by Mike Lawrence and and we like connected over tw Twitter. <laughs> and, um, you know, a few like months after like being acquainted, we ended up uh making some tapes which it's been cool to even like see that as like a physical form of the songs I created and excited to you know hopefully our upcoming release like have a physical form for that as well so yeah is that I should have asked this earlier too are you guys like signed or associated with the label or are you like putting everything out yourselves yeah we're doing it ourselves um yeah we're not signed or anything right now so yeah. is that like in the future I mean hypothetically of course are you opposed to being signed or like would you like the help or the backing of a label or do you like want to put everything out on your own terms yeah I think like a lot of the stuff that we're doing right now like makes sense at least to me to do by myself but um I think there's a lot of like really cool um independent labels and and smaller labels doing really cool things across so-called Canada and there's a lot of like labels I'd be stoked to work with even if it's like to help like you know press vinyl or, or do a run of uh like CDs vinyl merch what have you but I I think it just depends on like if or when opportunities present themselves and like what that looks like for us so yeah it's not something I'm opposed to but it's also kind of fun doing some things ourselves yeah and then I mean if you stay completely independent you just have like full reign over release dates imagery like all the all the stuff that I was kind of praising you guys at the beginning for doing such a great job at. I feel you can continue to oversee that and not have to like waver on your ideas at all. I'm sure there's pros and cons to both. Like again, I I don't know anything really about the music industry. I was just curious if you had like a firm stance on that. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, there's like a lot of bands that. I like like in the city and elsewhere that are working with smaller labels and also do a lot of stuff themselves. So I think there's like a lot of different ways that a label artist relationship can look like. Um, but I think at the end of the day, at least for myself, and um, I, I think it's really cool to be able to work with friends to like make cool artwork for our like merch and, and, um you know like our, our posters or our single artwork that sort of thing like it's it's, it's nice <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier twitter and every every episode i like say i'm not gonna talk to guests about social media but it always comes up do you uh you find like twitter is the best like what? Which social media works best for you presenting STEM Jam? Honestly, I think they're all a little different. Like Twitter is where I go to post my silly thoughts. Instagram, I'm usually posting pretty things and announcements. 
TikTok's more off the cuff. And Facebook is where I post stuff when I remember to post stuff like once a month on Facebook. But um, I don't think I have a favorite. Uh, I just think I use them all a little bit differently. Um, yeah. No, like that's good. Like it's almost as if you're treating all of them as one like cohesive marketing tool instead of like each individually. Yeah. You're you're comfortable just like letting it fly on Twitter, even though it kind of like it's the band speaking, but you'll just like post random stuff. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And no, no backlash yet. <laughs> I mean, we posted one. Well, okay, so when we were releasing our merch, which like, uh, so it's like a a limited run of like t-shirts and tote bags with a rat king and it says stem champ on it. And before we like, you know, showed the artwork to the world, I made this little like teaser video that had like a map of Alberta, and then it had like the rats like spinning onto the onto the map. And then it just said, the rats are coming. And for whatever reason, it like got into the part of the Instagram algorithm where, um, you know, folks from all over Alberta are seeing this out of context and they're like, get the rats out of here. Or just like posting like the most like unrelated to music off the cuff, like strong opinions on rats in Alberta, which which is cool like it's it's fine but it, it it was not the intention um but it was kind of like an interesting thing to happen on a post that has very little like context of like who we are as a band or anything but it's it's been kind of fun sometimes like scrolling through the comments and like replying to them every once in a while but it's like one of the few post that's kind of gone off the rails for better or for worse I feel like that type of stuff I feel you can't plan it like unless you're just some genius at viral stuff but it's so funny when something like that like ends up getting a bit of traction like for for the complete opposite reason of why it was created in the first place but I mean that that's like pretty harmless rat like just rats yeah. in alberta you know it's not like a, a lot of the other more serious things that misinformation spreads about them online that's just kind of like funny and i actually have been thinking a lot about how that type of stuff gains way more traction online you know like memes go the furthest on social media right like sometimes i think about just like starting to post really dumb memes on the podcast again, just because if one of them takes off, we're going to get a lot more listens on like every episode, just based on this like pointless meme. Totally. Memes are pretty powerful. Like they're, I've, I think they've become like a pretty like powerful tool for promoting stuff online for better or for worse um i'm very pro meme <laughs> have you guys uh made any like stem champ memes i i went through i did a bit of research right but i didn't like fully dig as deep as maybe i should have so maybe like a question that i should know the answer to but yeah have you guys like had any memes about stem champ work in your favor i mean there is some like short-lived um 
memes that I posted in the story around the time that we had like released in the hotel light to try and promote it. Um, but you know, I think there's there's room for meme improvement in the world of STEM chat. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get scheming. <laughs> yeah, I would I would love to see what you guys come up with. Are are the shirts sold out? Like the shirt and the tote that you're talking about? Yeah, so we have quite a few like uh totes left. We're running pretty low on shirts. I think right now we just have like a f- few larges and a couple 2XL, 3XL. Um, we're just selling them by DM on Instagram. So if anyone's listening to this and wants one, feel free to message us. Stem chat. Yeah, for sure. I bet lots of people listening will want one. So yeah, definitely message these guys. Shirts are great. Actually, you know, I'm I could be a large, so maybe I should make a purchase of one. I would love to. What about these tapes you were talking about from the previous release? Are there any yeah. left? Yeah, I I have like maybe a handful kicking around my apartment right now. The rest are in the States. We'll get those to Canada at some point. But um, yeah, those are also available by DM. I'm saying that now on <laughs> for the first time, but yeah, they they can be available by DM. And what it like it it sounds like you like interacting with people like through through social media and stuff. Is is that right or wrong? Uh, like I mean, f- fans, I mean, not just like day to day, but it's it seems like you have a good rapport with your followers. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, um, I feel really lucky that, like, a lot of people who engage with our stuff online are, like, people we are friends with and 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 care about, and it feels kind of like, oh, this is almost, like, cheesy to say, but in some ways it does, it, it does feel like just, like, a digital version of, like, the music community that we're a part of. It's just, like, an extension of this um community that we're a part of in our in our day-to-day lives and um yeah I enjoy chatting with people there and it's it's a it's a cool way to 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 stay connected um yeah do you guys you have like a, a favorite local venue that you have played in the past like or venue or show like do you have any like what's your your most fun stem champ memory i think we were i mean we were talking about the aviary earlier i think um i won't speak for everyone but i i think i might be able to when i say that like we really we really really love the aviary and we love phil and mark who who run the place um there it's like good vibes every time it never feels like we're being rushed or that anything is like a business even though like obviously they run a business but they do a lot to make us feel welcome and make make like the crowd feel welcome every show I go to at the aviary whether we're playing or not um I really like that and our first show was at the aviary with uh sun glaciers from Calgary and that was a really wonderful experience to to kind of get to kick off our time as a band together there um and it really like I think that there are a lot of places we could have done our first show where I wouldn't have felt so welcomed in the Edmonton music scene um so I guess that's what I'll say yeah that show is like really nice and like 
yeah, it was like our first show we ever played. And I don't know what I was doing when it came to figuring out how I wanted my guitar to sound, but um, that's besides the point. But everyone was super like kind and welcoming. And um, Cassia Hardy had actually put that show together. Um, she's uh, the, the lovely musician behind the band that is Wares. Um, and yeah, it was cool to just sort of have such a a warm welcome into sort of like into the into the music scene as a band so yeah zane yeah um yeah the aviary is great i think the sound at the starlight is always great yeah i've had a lot of great experiences there is is starlight the the biggest like by capacity venue you guys have played we did union hall back in april april and i think that was that was probably the biggest yeah so i mean right there it sort of lets me think that the way i feel about getting into you guys it's probably sort of unanimous because these are pretty big like venues for you guys to be playing kind of like so so close to the inception of stem champ totally yeah it's it's very surreal I mean, serious the touring question. Like, I don't want to get in your heads at all. I just like asking tougher questions. I guess does it like stress you guys out to live up to all this? Like, if you're starting at these venues, like within your first year of playing music together, like, does it ever stress you to think like, why do we go from here? Like, how do we keep scaling up? At least to me, like, not really. Like, I thoroughly enjoy and feel really thankful for all the shows that, like, we have played. I don't think, like, any show is, like, a defining moment. Like, I think it's kind of, like, accumulation of events that are just kind of part of the ride that is Stem Champ the band. And I think, like, our goals are, like, ever evolving. And at least, like, speaking for myself, like, I, I, I I think there's like something really cool about those like special shows where like you're able to connect with people afterwards and um, whether it's like something they appreciated that was said on stage or um, things that were done in the space to make people feel comfortable like that's that's the type of stuff that matters to me the most and like I don't think like the size of the stage impacts that that much like at the end of the day if we're playing like a like I'd rather be playing like a a, a, a packed aviary than than anywhere else personally <laughs> like it's kind of it's, it's really nice to sort of be like um in a room sort of like full of support and love and yeah right yeah I mean beautiful beautiful way to like some it all up but Danielle, were you gonna say I'm something? I'm not sure, but I, I, my favorite show is always the so last I one. I thought I, I cut someone off. I don't know who it was. No, that's Sorry. okay. Daniela can say what she was gonna say there, and then I'll say what I was gonna say. Sure. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that my favorite show is always the most recent one that I've played with the band. I feel like every single time we maybe. Uh, not just me but I for sure feel more comfortable on the stage like you know playing with more settings on my synth and trying you know taking new risks and doing things differently like 
it, it just gets better every single time because we have more and more fun and it's my memory's short so the most recent one's always my favorite but in terms of favorite venue exactly what caitlin said and i'm hearing sarah say too is the aviary i love the aviary yeah and uh i was just gonna say in terms of like how you asked if it's stressing us out to scale up um I'll say that like never in a million years did I think that I'd be playing Union Hall or Starlight Room to literally say like ever. <laughs> like I remember when I was, you know, 18 and driving up to Edmonton to catch shows, my favorite bands playing the Starlight Room and stuff like that. It it was like a total fever dream to me to ever play on that kind of stage. So as far as I'm concerned, we've made it <laughs> in terms of capacity. <laughs> um, and I don't think I, it would be crazy. It would be it'd be cool to play like a bigger venue. Um, I think, though, when we think about scaling, I think it's about like playing different cities and like kind of seeing if we live in a bubble <laughs> and anybody will care about us outside of Edmonton. Um, but I don't necessarily think any of us expect to play like a, a venue bigger than like uh, like Starlight anytime in the near future or if we even think that that's necessary, right? So that's what I think about that. Uh, do, do you... Uh... Have any like fond memories of shows you've seen? Like when you used to come into the city to see different acts, are there any that like really stand out to you? Totally. Um, I think what really the the show that like cemented Starlight Room as like uh like one of my favorite venues. I was 18 and me and my friends drove up here to see uh, Less Than Jake at the Starlight Room um, when when I was in my ska punk era. <laughs> and uh, okay, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, it's so insane that you'd say that I love Less Than Jake and I like can't tell anyone. But like it, yeah, it's really, really funny that it would be that then. I I love less than Jake. Now I guess I've never really told anyone, and now I've just told everyone. But there you go. <laughs> confession hour. Yeah, confession hour is that we love less than Jake, or I do and you do. And uh yeah, when I was 18, I came up here for their show at the at the Starlight Room and they they pulled me up on stage and it was like a really fun pivotal moment where I was like, Less Than Jake is my new favorite band now. <laughs> this is so cool. Um and yeah, that's that's the big one, I think. That the, that's the best answer to any question I've ever asked on this podcast. That's incredible. Nice. Uh wait, but okay, I'm when I say I'm a fan of Less Than Jake, I'm like it's kind of nostalgic to me. It's like what what means some people would listen to like when I was in high school, which was forever ago. And now, like, are they, they're currently releasing music? Um, I have, are they? I, I'm going to be honest. I, I guess this was five that. years ago, right? You're saying 2018? No, I, I was 18. So oh, this was like 2014 yeah. or 2015. Okay. So this was like a hot minute ago. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I had like a couple years where I listened to a lot of Less Than Jake and then... I kind of 
you know, I've got their records on my record shelf, but I haven't spun them in a while. So I'm not sure what they're up to these days. Either way, that's incredible. Either way. Is there, do you have footage of you being pulled up on stage or is that like too early and not everyone had like iPhones yet? Oh, everyone had iPhones for sure. <laughs> um, there, I think there's like one photo of me standing on the stage and I'm wearing like, uh, like a very not punk outfit at this punk show. I'm not sure why I'm standing up there. <laughs> I don't, I don't look like I'm in place, but uh, I think there's one singular image of the event, and that's about it. <laughs> any anyone else have any like? epic tales of shows they've seen in the city since you guys are well some of you are not from here yeah i mean i know for me one of my more like memorable starlight shows was the first time i saw pup um which would have been 2016 or 2017 around then and it was like the first time i moshed crowd crowd surfed ever and the first time seeing pup and it was just like monumental and like a really a really cool moment and it was like um you know sometimes I go to shows and like people in the pit are weird but that was not the case that night and it was like a really like lovely beautiful supportive uh night and a really cool time seeing one of my favorite bands at the time um yeah so that's one that's just kind of like burnt into my memory there's nothing quite like a bunch of folks lifting you up over their heads to float to the back of the room. Um, I don't think I'll do that again anytime soon. I'm too scared now that I'm older and wiser, but that was definitely like a, a memorable moment at Starlight for me. You guys, I forget, one of you mentioned earlier, like feeding off each other when you're performing, but what about like, you must feed off the crowd as well. Like, you know, hearing about how you like to relate to your fans and stuff you must love seeing a crowd like vibing to what you're playing as well definitely yeah does it like how how wild does the crowd get because your music is i mean not like totally subdued but like it's a bit more chill right like I, i don't know if i can see it really inciting like your crowd to freak out but does it happen I think it depends on like the show like I think a lot of the shows we've been playing lately like for a lot of people it's like the first time hearing us or seeing us play and so um that's part of it but um there was one show we played that uh Maddie from clean up your act put on and it was like a bunch of like hardcore punk bands that we loved and then us and, it, and people were moshing people were throwing down a stem champ it was it was a really fun night it was a cool thing to be a part of but I think it really just depends on kind of like the context of the show um yeah it definitely was uh surreal at or the last show that I played with the band most recently was that in August wait no August hasn't happened yet in a July. Couple oh in, uh, in June in june there we go okay uh we were playing the starlight and the show was like sold out because the headliner it had a big draw and i remember looking out hotel Hotel mira hotel mira who are yeah and super sweet and great musicians yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. And people were thrilled to be there for them. And so I have a feeling that a lot of people saw us for the first time, but looking out over like the entire floor of starlight full of people watching us so intently was really surreal. I think that was maybe the closest I've been to that many people while on a stage. And so that it definitely has an impact on me to be like, Oh, these people are really listening. <laughs> the great, those are all like, you guys are, quite good at answering like I feel I'm not even asking remotely good questions the answers are just so much better than the questioning so very commendable uh you know I don't I don't know if I have any other questions for you guys I'm sure I'll think of a million when we hop off but I may be able to let you guys get back to your day Unless, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Yes, before we go, if you want to let people know where they can find like each of you or your music or website, social media, anything you have to like plug right now, please do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, firstly, thanks so much for for having us, Wesley. It's been so much fun. Um, and it's been really great chatting. Um, yeah. If anyone's interested in finding us online uh you can find us at stemchamp780 on instagram twitter facebook if you're on tiktok it's just stemchamp um that's that's the main gist of it and yeah we're heading to victoria i don't know when this is airing but we're going to be in victoria playing a show on august 16th and in vancouver on august 18th so if you live there or know anyone who does please come on out. And um, I also just wanted to say too, like, um, obviously it's the four of us that are in this band, but I think there's a lot of people in the city that have lifted us up and really like given us a chance, which really means a lot. And I just want also to shout out real quick to Jamie McLean, who's been um, hopping on since here and there for shows. And it's been really um, cool and amazing having her um on board every once in a while when, when we can have her um yeah that's that's awesome like i mean not only i find you guys great at answering questions it's really nice to leave off on such a positive note like a few guests have kind of taken the platform to shout out people who have helped them out along the way but i feel more people should it's really nice that you guys took a minute to acknowledge the other people kind of helping out along the way. So that's really, really cool as well. Well, yeah, thank you. I uh, won't take up any more of your Saturday, but thank you for answering all these questions. And you know what? That wasn't bad at all, like having that many people. It's uh, it's cool that it, it worked. You know, I was hoping... Hoping it wouldn't be too like sporadic and no one could tell who was saying what, but I think uh, that worked out really well. And people should be able to figure out who's saying what, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good good luck. I don't I don't think you guys need it, but with all, all <laughs> your future you. stuff, good luck. And uh, yeah, again, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, hopefully I'll talk to each or all of you again soon.
Sounds great. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.